Welcome to Football with Susan. This is the sound of the crowd going wild. <sighs> Football with Susan would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we record, the Wadawurrung people and the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging. My name's Catherine, and in this podcast, I interview my mum, Susan, about her beloved Geelong Cats and how they're going across the 2021 AFL season. Take three. <laughs> Take three, without any rings or anything. <laughs> Something didn't work. No. Let's blame the telephone company. Let's blame technology. It's always the best Hooray! thing to do. <laughs> I agree. I completely agree. I had all sorts of things going on just then. Dog jumping oh. on my bed. Uh, that's about it, actually. Oh, that was about it? Yeah. Okay. Happy and I was closing, closing windows and finding a comfortable spot that I was warm because I, I found myself just a little chilly right oh. now, so I'm, I'm comfortable now. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear you're comfortable. Um, yep. ha- happy lockdown. Happy lockdown number six. Number six. Number six. Wow. Yeah. Didn't have a good day yesterday, but I'm feeling better today. Oh, I'm glad to hear that you're feeling better. Mm. Um, mm. I think last time we spoke, we were in lockdown as well. I've just realized. I know. We're going from, we're lurching from one thing to another, and it just keeps on rolling on. And get vaccinated, everybody. Get oh. vaccinated. You've gotten vaccinated. Um, I am fully vaccinated, me as too. are you. Yeah. As is your father. Yeah. But your two sisters are unable to at this point, but, but will be very shortly, I'm sure. We'll be able to show them the way once. Uh, yeah. How yeah. was your They'll vaccination experience? They'll get it as soon as they can. Did you get the Pfizer or the uh, AZ? No, no. I've got the AZ. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm absolutely fine. Oh, gee, a lot of carry on about it all, honestly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had a bit of a sore arm for the first one, but the second one I was absolutely, absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah, I, I have had. I was a little bit fluey the first one, just for a few hours. I felt a bit off. Yeah, and then um, after that, I was fine. And this time, didn't even have a sore arm. It was just amazing. Yeah. How many COVID tests do you reckon you've had at this point? I've had three so far. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think I've I'm. I think I'm beating you at about six. <laughs> Well, goodness me, I think Megan's had a fair few and Bridget's had a few as well. So, um, yeah, but, you know, under Medicare we can get them for nothing. So yeah. we're, Let's get as many as we can. <laughs> I'm Not get that as I particularly want to go and get something stuffed up my yeah. nose too often. Actually, the last time I went the woman was quite aggressive. She, uh, oh. Yeah, she just kind of shoved it in my mouth and shoved it in each nostril and then, then oh. smacked me on my bottom and I was out of there. <laughs> she smacked you on your bottom? No, she didn't. That was a joke, Mum. Oh, I was going to say. <laughs> I that was fairly inappropriate. I should report but, um, it. <laughs> I'm not really quite sure everybody wants to hear about this on our okay. podcast, Catherine. All right, well, let's keep going. Um, so we have three games this week to discuss. Yes, um, yes. And... I will say we have more questions from the crowd than we have ever had before, which 
Does that say that people are bored at this point? Oh, I think it's probably because people haven't got enough to do. But I'm calling this my Olympics football podcast, Catherine, oh. because I have had been having a wonderful time watching the Olympic Games. Excellent. Yes. Is there anything you'd, a, particular you'd like to share? Well, you know... Because uh, I am now a retired lady, mm. I have, and because we've been in lockdown for the first week and then back outside and then back in staying at home mode for the second, yes. the last few days, um, it's been a, a nice distraction and diversion to be able to watch these wonderful athletes from all over the world. I must say I am in great admiration for their skill and their beauty and their Oh, it's just been wonderful. I suppose, too, um, it's been a really friendly time zone because Tokyo and us are around about the same time. I think they're an hour behind. So we've been able to see it in, um, you know, daylight (laughs) and evening rather than, you know, some kind of ungodly hour in the middle of the night. So that's been lovely. What's been your highlight of the Olympic Games? So many highlights, Catherine. I've watched all the swimming, um, watched the races. I watched the Australian girl, Ariana, get her gold medals. I watched the guys get their gold medals. I watched the relay teams. Then I watched the, we watched the water polo. We even watched a softball game. Wow. I, loved, I actually loved the water polo. But, of course, my favourite um, ones to watch were the, the Australian Matildas. Ah, yes. The football and the men's basketball. Ah, it was just – I love the Matildas. I love watching them play and their skill and their enthusiasm and their – bright colours, it was just wonderful. And then, of course, unfortunately, we lost in the um, semi-final. But, you know, they were, they did us proud. And then the, the men's basketball finally got their first medal last yes. night. It was so exciting. Bridget told me today. There was tears. There was... There was tears all around. And the only person who couldn't watch the last quarter was me. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. I am surprised, actually. I'm not surprised at all. Well, I have... um, This brings us, I think, very nicely to our first question from the crowd. Okay. This is a person who has never asked a question before. Oh. um, But um, you might know her name from somewhere... This is um, Susan Kelly from Highton. She has um, written in and and she asked this question. Next podcast, can you please ask me about my kicking foot during the game? I'm doing the same thing watching the Matildas tonight. Oh, my kicking foot. Yes, look, my kicking foot is well known um, in football circles Mm. because when I'm at a game at um, Cadinia Park, um, I, I refuse to call it by its commercial name. It's called Cadinia Park. Yes. Um, I kick every time a Geelong player goes near the ball, I kick the ball. I've got my foot going the whole game and the poor person who sits in front of me <laughs> is constantly getting either a kick in the back or a kick on the side 
or their seat being punched, and I am so embarrassed. I just keep having to apologise all the time. It's just this inbuilt reaction that I have. I just can't help myself. And the same thing was happening when I was watching the Matildas. There I was. Dad was laughing because there I was every time one of our girls went near the ball. My foot is just an involuntary spasm. It goes out to kick the ball. (laughs) Did you think- I think I kicked all of Sam Kerr's goals. I did it. it wow, that's a, that's a big <laughs> statement, actually. Um, do you think, Mum, if you had been an Olympian, that uh, this would have been your sport? Or do you think, is there another sport that you think? Um- oh, gosh. I, oh, I'm so far from being an Olympian, it's not funny. But I've always liked the running, too. Mm. I was um, at the school sports. I was always in the running contest. And um, I used to run the 200. And uh, bit of a Kathy Freeman. It was a tough race, (laughs) yes. And of course, um, I get this from my father because you know Grandpa Edwards was a runner. He ran with the Coburg Harriers in his heyday in the 1940s, and he was he ran the 400 meters. Wow! It was called the 400 yards back in those days. 400 meters he ran, and um, he was pretty good. I've got photos of him somewhere. Yeah, so he was always very excited when I was in the school sports running the 200 meters, and I generally rode run ran in the relays. Okay. Um, so, uh, and at the long jump, I actually didn't do too badly in the long jump. Okay. But um, I was not much of a swimmer. I'm not much of a swimmer. I can't breathe the way you're supposed to breathe. I usually end up feeling like I'm drowning. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I remember for the swimming sports in primary school fashioning my own straw um, so I could breathe underwater and hiding it in my bathers. Yeah. Sounds so much like you, Catherine. <laughs> yes. Look, I, I just yeah, I just couldn't get the rhythm, and uh, probably because of my uh, problem with my sinuses, I just used to find I found myself feeling suffocated by it all. <laughs> <laughs> but the run, the running, um, yeah, no. So that was my favourite. And what sport? Probably I like team sports. I reckon team sports are good. Okay. Well. Um, but Where? anyway, look, it was all it's all been just wonderful. I even watched the end of the marathon today and yesterday and uh, those poor people running in that horrible heat and they were just collapsing all over the place. It was really pretty sad. It was okay. so hot and sticky. Anyway. Okay, um, well twenty twenty five. So we've had a wonderful Olympics. time and that goes to our that's the start of our footy podcast. Okay. Well, <laughs> Kevin Kelly did – I didn't even put a call out for questions this week, but Kevin Kelly couldn't help himself and his question – he sent it through five minutes ago. I think we might have covered it, but let's just ask it anyway okay. because yep. he seemed very keen. He's um, Kevin Kelly from Heighton. He says, how about our boomers? Oh, the boomers. Uh, well, the bit that I've seen, I still haven't seen the last five minutes yet because okay. I just was – it was just too stressed. I okay. had to go out and walk around the backyard in the dark and watch the stars okay. because it was just too stressful. But they were absolutely fantastic. That Paddy Mills, what a player. Oh, he, he took the team on himself and he was going to win it by hook or by crook. He just was not going to be beaten. Okay. He was fantastic. And Joe Ingalls, and I do like uh, Thibel and I like the other, all the young players. I thought they did a really good job. So it was a 
it was great. Well, I do think as someone who um, has watched very little Olympics, I can say you sound very knowledgeable on the subject. Um, <laughs> and I think this only adds to your credibility as a oh, sports thank podcaster. You. Thank you. Thank um, you. Yes. <laughs> so let's go into um, – so we might um, kind of cover the last two games to get uh, mm. together. So we had um, three weeks ago. We had the Cats versus Richmond at the MCG. Oh, Big oh, win, yeah. uh, ninety-five yep. to fifty-seven. Yes, and then beautiful. Last week we had the Cats versus North Mo- North North Melbourne North Melbourne in Hobart. Yes, um, they played in Hobart. Yeah, yes. another win, sixty-two to forty-two. Yes. Bit lower scoring. Um, did you what? have any? Any highlights or memories from any either of those games that you wanted oh, to share? Oh, look, the Richmond game is too long ago, but it was a good win for us again. We did very well. We played well. It's been three weeks, so I can't give you a lot of insights <laughs> into it at all. Um, it's Big win. Too much has happened in that time. Yeah, too much but we won by about you know thirty three points or something. We did. We played well, and we've still got. We had people out at that stage too. We still have. Jeremy Cameron wasn't playing. I can't remember. Oh, Mitch Duncan, of course, wasn't playing and a few others. But we've been uh, building. And then we came to the North Melbourne game, which was being played in Hobart. Mm. Um, it was always planned to play in Hobart. Oh. Um, and they even had a crowd at the Hobart wow. ground, which we didn't have at Mel- Melbourne Cricket Ground. They played that game with no crowd at all because of the COVID situation mm. that was developing in Melbourne. and uh, But Tasmania's been doing very well. Mm. Um, they've had very little COVID, so they're, they're doing well. They just keep telling us all to stay away, which yeah. we do. Um, but we started off very poorly against North, uh, North Melbourne. It took us a while to get on top of them, and that was a bit probably a portents of what was going to take place in the most recent game, which was on Friday night. But anyway, we did, we did win against North Melbourne in the end quite um, comfortably, but it was a low-scoring game, and um, I'm not really sure why. I think it was there was a bit of a breeze blowing, but Geelong hadn't, had never played in Hobart before. Maybe it was a little bit cold for them because it does get fairly chilly yeah, down in Tassie. Absolutely. Um, so maybe that was the problem, but um, I don't know. I think they just – I think it, what, we're, what I've been noticing is it often takes them a little while to uh, – work out the opposition until they can finally pounce on them, you know, mm. um, and then they do that. But on, can we continue into this week? Or yes, do we, have we can. To ask no, I was going to ask, well, I was going to ask how many wins in a row that was. Um, Gosh, I think it's streak. about five or six. Mm. And uh, then... Yeah, something like that. We the, the the game that we lost prior to this last one was Brisbane, and that was about at least six or seven weeks ago. Yeah. So we've been doing pretty well. We've and, had a quite um, a positive podcasting experience lately. Yes, we've had a po- we had a, a very positive podcasting experience. No tears at all. We were going to have a, another one last weekend, but uh, we were going to visit um, Bendigo, so we mm. decided we would leave it till this weekend, which is probably just as well we went last week to Bendigo because <laughs> we wouldn't be going oh, that's now. that's true, that's true. And um, anyway, so we put it off and now we've had this ugh, mm. yucky game on Friday night. Take oh, me through it. Goodness. So t- 
can't just take us through it. So I will say before you do, um, for those who, you know, because we've got international listeners, um, obviously, um, Cats versus the GWS Giant. What does GWS stand for? Greater Western Sydney. The Greater Western. They're a new team. They're a a recent development in AFL uh, history. Um, Catherine, uh, Lily loved their theme song. She used to dance to it when she was 15 months old. She used to sort of boogie around that. It was because it was written by the, what's their name, that guy in Melbourne who was very popular for a long time, the band. Oh, the Cat Empire guy. Cat Empire, yes. And so there was lots of brass and. You know, Very fun. Lily thought that was pretty good. Although I will she say um, Lily will dance to anything. Um, yes, yeah, I, I made true. up a song for her about Salada's last night and she danced <laughs> to that for quite Did a she? while. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty good. I was pretty proud of it. Um, but the anyway, Cats versus anyway. the GWS Giants in Geelong. Yes. And they lost 65 lost. to 84. We were terrible. Okay. But... There were lots of mitigating factors around that, and it was a home game. It was one that Bridget and I would normally have gone to, yeah. but we're not allowed. There's no crowds no. at the moment. And not just you, no one's allowed. <laughs> no one's allowed, no crowd at all. Not just There's Megan, no allowed and, not just Bridget and Susan. Everyone's That's not allowed. Right. It wasn't yeah. just me. We weren't being punished for being naughty <laughs> or anything like that. Uh, but we started off poorly and, oh, no, we actually, we started off okay. We got the first goal, but then they pounced and they were faster, younger and far more excited about playing than we were. That's all I could really say. I see. Um, we lost, we, we, we had about six or seven players out with injury and then the injuries continued during the game. Patrick Dangerville went off to hospital. He got oh. hit in the throat. No, but he's oh, just come back. Terrible incident. Probably, it wasn't deliberate, I'm sure, mm. but still, the still person right? who did it has been known to be a fairly rough player. I see. And I'm not happy about it. I see. Um, he's been offered a two-week suspension, and so he ought to have been. Yes. And anyway, he's now out of hospital now, has blue, bruised larynx. So it's very oh. dangerous to be hitting someone in the throat with your elbow. Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness me. So not happy at all about that. But um, And then we lost two other players during the game. So we were really down, men down, I so see. to speak. Actually, this might be a good time to ask um, a question from the crowd. So yes. um, we have a question from Bridget Kelly um, yes. in Belmont. And she has yes. asked... And I don't know how you're going to feel about this question, but she has asked, um, and I trust her, who is the biggest thug in the game? On Friday? I don't know what she, she means. Maybe she does, does she mean that. Does she want me to that. name names? I don't know. It's <laughs> totally up to you. This is between you and Bridget. I'm just facilitating. Who is the biggest thug in the game? Who is the biggest thug? Well, I would say Toby Green. But, <gasps> you um, are naming names. <laughs> oh, twist. Well, you know, that young man has been, um, he has been brought before the Tribunal of Football many, many, many times. Ooh. He is a wonderful player, mm-hmm. but he's a little careless with his arms <laughs> and other people get hurt. Yes, okay. Um, so... Okay. That, that would be my answer. If she's referring to the incident. I don't know, included. but maybe she was and maybe she wasn't. I'm not sure. Um, but I am yeah. going to uh, enjoy the too careless with his arms statement for a while. Yes. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think people have said that about me in regards to swing dancing, actually. When you're dancing. Yeah. Yes. Too careless with I my arms. I see that. Yes. I did hit a pregnant woman once um, oh. with them, which I felt quite bad about for a long time. Yes, but I bet you did. There's yes. got lots of padding in there. Oh, yes. Well, no, yeah, but still, yeah, you've got to be careful. <laughs> you've got to be careful. <laughs> Thanks, Mum. Um, all Thanks right. So to answer her question, I have named names. Okay, excellent. <laughs> um, okay, that's very good. Now continue um, with your uh, rundown of the game, if you if you would. Um, what what were the oh, – were there any exciting moments? Oh, not for us. Too many, no. Mm. We, we Well, we – finally got ourselves organised coming into the last quarter and they started, um, you know, we, we couldn't kick a goal to save ourselves. I think the final score was about 8-16, mm. 8 goals, 16 points. I mean, really and truly for a, a top-ranking team, it should have been the other way around. Yeah. And it showed that we were not really um, – at our best. Okay. So uh, we did lose in the end by 19 points, and quite frankly, we should never have. We were never even looked like winning um, okay. almost from halfway through the first quarter. So it was deserved. They were just completely outplayed by a younger, more enthusiastic team, and um, I think what it showed was that, oh, first of all, we had a lot of people out, but then I believe uh, that that team had a lot of injuries as well. Mm. Um, but I think that we just, yeah, I'm not sure what attitude they went into the game with I to start with. You know, maybe they thought it was going to be an easy beat, an easy beat or something. Do I you, do not know. Do you think they suffered without crowds? I think they probably did do, suffer a little bit without a home crowd to cheer them on, to get them going. I mean, you know, the Geelong crowd is never backward at telling them what they think about what's going on on the field. And, uh, you know, it was a home home uh, ground and normally they would have had 30,000, you know, adoring fans just egging them on and telling them what's what. Mm. But I think, um, you know, not that could have been a problem. It was a fairly nice night. There wasn't, I think it started raining at one point. I mean, it is winter, but um, I don't think that was a major, it wasn't too bad a night mm. really. And what about your behaviour during the game? My behaviour? Oh, I was terrible. Yeah, the mm. usual. I, I was, you know, ticked off quite a few times to, you know, just settle down and it was just a game and, you know, it's not going to help anybody if I get myself in a state. Oh, that's very good of you. <laughs> No, I didn't tell myself that. Oh. I was told that. I see. Sorry. <laughs> gotcha. Um, I couldn't even watch the last few minutes. I just said, oh, turn it off. I don't want to watch this anymore. Okay. <laughs> well, um, I might ask Bridget Kelly's second question from the crowd. Yes. Um, she asks, and this might relate um, back to what we were talking about before, um, do you think your reactions to competitions are only about the football Oh, no, no, no. It depends whether I care about what's going on out there. Mm. You know, if I, it, like I was getting fairly excited with the basketball the other night. Mm. However, and the Matilda's soccer, oh, I jumped up and down a few times with that yeah. and told the ref what I thought yeah. about the decision that was made. Yeah. Um, yes, I, I, so no, I think it really depends on the care factor. Okay. And if I'm really wanting something, caring about, you know, what's going on out there, I will get very excited and very animated and very loud and noisy and, you know, the use. The use. Yeah, the use. But if I don't care, it could be the best game in the world and it wouldn't have, make much difference to me. No. 
So it's not always just about football. As I said, I couldn't even watch the end of the game last yeah. night because I was too anxious about what might happen. <laughs> well, um, speaking of caring about um, the game and, and things related to it, um, I thought now might be a good time uh, for a reading of your letter to the local councillor um, about <laughs> is this something I'm allowed to do? You just just say the word. Oh, yeah. Okay. Just don't say the name of who I'm writing to. Okay. Okay, dear local councillor, um, this this was sent on the 3rd of July 2021 and I can't wait to hear the response um, to this letter that you received. Um, dear local councillor, I was at the Geelong football ground last night to see the game between Geelong and Essendon. Uh a great turnaround in the last three quarters and a great game by Hawkins, Cameron and Dangerfield. Very nice of you to include um, your thoughts about the game, I think. Uh, yeah, I thought so too, yeah, yes. Very good entry point. Okay. My yes, concern yes. is about is with the outside of the ground. My daughter and I needed to walk around the outside of the ground to gate five on the south side of the ground. We came from Newtown Street where we had parked. Setting the scene. Very good. Yes, setting the scene. Just letting him know what I'm talking Absolutely. about. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the mud that we had to walk through after the rain was really unacceptable for a first-rate exactly. football stadium. We don't <laughs> we don't walk through mud at the MCG or Docklands, and yet when people come to the Geelong Football Ground, it has been rain and it has been raining. They walk through mud once they are off the main. Oh, what? Once they are off the main concourse, it was very slippery. Full stop. I'm not sh- entirely sure which organisation is responsible for the maintenance or development of the surrounding area of the ground, but as my ward representative, I would like you to raise this matter with the Geelong Council. Yours sincerely, Susan Kelly. Um, yep. I can't wait to hear what response you got. I got absolutely nothing. <gasps> nothing. No. Didn't even get a thank you for my email. Nothing. No. I'm not happy. Oh. I'm not happy. I think we should I name names. We won't. I think deserved at least a thank you for your email uh, and at least and telling me maybe who I should contact. But I did not even get that, and I'm very unhappy about it. Unbelievable! But they did mm. obviously they did fix the mud issue. Well, no, I would think they haven't. They haven't. But even if they haven't fixed it. Um, I expect when you write a letter, you get some response. Yeah, even abs- if it's an automated reply, you know. Is this the nothing. first letter that you've sent to your council this year? It is the very first letter that okay. I've sent to my council. So you haven't overdone it. No, I'm not. A, I'm not a serial pest. Okay. At this stage, not a squeaky wheel. No. <laughs> No. Okay. Well, look, if anyone from the Geelong Council is listening, I think that this is something that we need to get onto ASAP. Well, absolutely. It okay. was dangerous and slippery and and it was just not good enough for good a first-class football stadium to be, have, be walking around mud. Now, I know they're doing some work in the area to upgrade everything, but you've got to make sure that when people come through that they're able to do so in an appropriate manner or you just block it off altogether so you just can't get through. I don't know what you do, but you just have – it's not good enough. Okay. Well, um I think we might continue with some questions from the crowd because we have quite a few, so we're going to have to yes. rip through them. Um, yes. This, well, let's continue with some Kellys, I think. Um, why not? This one is from Sarah Kelly in Los Osos, oh. California. Oh, my goodness, Sarah Kelly. Yep, Sarah Kelly. Um, she has, um, well, she did include some original thoughts about hunks of masculine steel in her um, 
in her thoughts about the game. Um, but then came up with some uh, more articulate questions that are possibly more appropriate. Um, Sarah asks, uh, are there women, women's footy teams? And she has spelt footy in a very cute way, um, F-O-T-T-I-E. Are there women's footy teams? Uh, and do women play any role in official footy other than as spectators? And the answer to that question is yes and yes. There is an, as an AFLW, in other words, AFL Women's Football League, and John Geelong is a member of that. We have a, a, a team and they start playing around February and finish in uh, April. So there certainly is a, 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 an AFL. It's only fairly recent in development. Um, up until now, women played football as, as children and there wasn't a, a lot of women's football uh, in the later years, but uh, there certainly is now, and it's a very professional football league. I mean, I wouldn't be wanting to play it. I oh, don't like someone knocking into me. I don't like that. But there are people who enjoy getting out there and rough and tumble and kicking the ball and throwing themselves around and whatever. you so, yeah, absolutely. There are women's umpires and there are women's administrators. In fact, there are at least two women who are presidents of the men's football yeah, right. clubs. Oh. Richmond and Melbourne both have women presidents. Mm. Very articulate um, and uh, uh, highly regarded within football circles. So, yeah. yes, it is, apart from being spectators, women, and there are women umpires, uh, both goal umpires, uh, field umpires and boundary umpires. So women mm. are very much part of it. Increasingly. Uh, increasingly playing a role, okay. yes. Excellent. Sarah's last question is, Yes. is footy an Olympic sport? <laughs> <laughs> well, not Australian rules. It's not an Olympic sport because the only country in the world that plays Australian rules is Australia. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's not quite true. We'd win, are, though, Mum. We'd win there every There are time. some teams. There are teams in California and Ooh. in other parts of the United States. There is There are teams in England, but they're mainly played up, made up of expat Australians who right. want to play the game. Well, Sarah, it sounds so, like you can, uh, you can play yeah, <laughs> if you want. Yes, yeah, so Sarah, join up. You <laughs> yeah. can play footy. Probably there is a team not too far from where you live. However, you'd probably have to take some time to find it. And they may not have um, women playing. At, um, I don't know. I, I really have no idea. Okay. Mm. Next time, maybe we can uh, go into the hunks of masculine steel a little bit more. Well, but for now, I, we might... look, I just think <laughs> I don't tend to notice that, Catherine. No. You know, I, I look at the skill. We're looking it's at the skill. skill and the athleticism that I'm interested in, okay. as well as the the fun. But um, yes, I know Sarah has a thing about <laughs> tight <laughs> shorts. Yes, she said that a number of times. <laughs> Excellent. Um, okay. Well, this next <laughs> this next question is from uh, John O'Chi uh, from Glenroy. Right, John O'Chi. I don't think John has asked a question before. He's I don't asked, think so. No, he's asked I quite don't a know few. The but name. Might, he must be someone who might be related to your work 
area. Um, is that correct? There is a connection. Uh, he is a fellow swing dancer and ah. um, a very thoughtful human being. So he's asked some very thoughtful questions. Right. Um, he was very interested that you had been a fan for so long. And he asked, what could you bring to the footy that you can't bring now, 30 years ago? What could I bring now that I couldn't bring then? Sorry, what could you bring then that you can't bring now? Oh, then, oh, probably a lot more stamina. (laughs) 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 And, yes, well, then, now I have to be a little bit more careful about you know, how, how excited I get than I used to be back 30 years ago. <laughs> that is not what I expected you to say, but I really enjoy that as an answer. I was thinking it might be like a knife or, you know, a thermos of wine, but it's uh, stamina. Excellent. <laughs> okay. Oh, yes, thank you, Jono, for that question. Anything you'd like to add to that or that's that's where you want to, okay, excellent. No, that's about it. You know, now I'm probably a little that. bit more uninhibited than I was 30 years ago as far as, yeah. you know, supporting my club. Okay. I was probably a little more sensible back then. Okay. <laughs> You've brought a little more of yourself to the game lately. That's probably right. Excellent. I've, I've brought a bit more as, of myself. As is your right. Sensibility a... has gone out the door, yeah. Catherine. Perfect. Um. His next question is, how has the professionalism of footy changed? Well, I don't really understand it. Maybe you can work out what this question means. Mm. How mm. has the professionalism of footy changed the game and the experience for fans? Um, the experience for fans, I don't know that it's chats changed too much, mm-hmm. but certainly um, footy has become a lot more professional. You know, back in the day when I was uh, growing up, footballers, only played football on the weekend and they they basically had full-time jobs. I actually had a maths teacher when I was in year 11, back in those days it was called um, Form 5 of high school, and he was a football player who played for the Melbourne Football Club and his name was Ken Edsel and he was, I think, a wing player for Melbourne Football Club and I tell you what we girls just thought he was the best thing going and um but he was my math teacher <laughs> so that that that's how it changed you don't most of the footballs in in the AFL in the main league would not have other jobs would not at have the other moment jobs. yeah um and so I think that has changed. There's a lot of young men with too much money, I would say, oh, um, at times. Excellent. Because they earned a whole lot more than they would have earned when I was uh, growing up. So how's that changed the uh, the field or the game? Well, I think that sometimes like they, uh, you know, at, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'll, I'll leave others to ponder on okay. that. Okay. Oh, Jono, but, Jono's um, excellent at I pondering, that, so we can. Uh, um, it has changed. Okay. It has changed the sport into a more professional organisation, and they have to be very, very careful about their what they do around town because you know that they, they're you know they're role models, role models for yeah. young people. Okay, well, the next game um, is Geelong versus St Kilda. There's no times or dates or anything yet on the website. Why it's is next that? weekend, I, and I don't know. I think it might be Friday night again, but I doubt, and it's at home at the Geelong football ground, but, again, we probably won't be allowed to go. Okay. So there'll be no crowd and we'll be watching it on television yet again. 
Geelong should win. We're supposed to get quite a number of our injured players back from um, their rehabilitation. And that would be good because we need to start building. There's only two more great games before the final start. What does start building and mean? Is that a footy term? Sorry? Did you say? Well, they've been injured, so they've had to get better. Okay. They've had to rehabilitate their injuries back to, you know, good, good form good again. Muscles and things. Yeah, get their muscles going. Okay. And um, <laughs> hopefully we will be able to turn around a very – Poor game the other night. When did and the finals start? Sorry? When did the finals start? Um, early, late August. Okay. Yeah, so only about three weeks away. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's very exciting. Well, um, yeah. our, our next episode, Mum, will be our 20th episode. Wow. I think we should celebrate somehow. I'm not sure yet. We'll have a think about how we can celebrate our 20th episode. Seems right. like a milestone. Right. I've never had a podcast with 20 episodes before. 20 episodes of listening to, to us, Catherine. That's right. <laughs> Do you I think don't... there's anybody that has actually heard all 20 episodes? That's a good question. <laughs> it would be nice to know. I don't think even do, I've heard all have, 20. Let us know. <laughs> if you've listened to all 20 episodes, um, please let us know. Please yeah. write in to footballwithsusan.com. Yeah. No, we don't have a website. <laughs> Don't go to well, football. No, but I'm interested in young Harlow. I haven't heard from him in a long time. Okay. We'll have maybe for our twentieth episode we can have a, a special question from Harlow. Uh, yes. Harlow Walter. All right. Yes. Well yes, I'm, he usually asks a very, very sensible question and he does. I you know be nice to know what he's thinking right okay. now. Well uh there you go, Harlow. We we need to hear from you. Uh, we'll have mm. to have a question for our next uh, our twentieth episode. Mm. Uh, mm. So let's finish up with the the family footy tipping. Um, no right. change. Bridget's still on the top. I'm still right. on the bottom. You're still number yep. three. Uh, mm. So I, I think I mean there's no change in terms of that. I, do you feel like you can make a comeback? Do you have plans for a comeback? Uh, I think that I'll be stuck on number three, but I have to say, Catherine, that the first two games of this particular round, you're the only person yeah. that has picked both winners. Yeah. I think we can put that down to skill and knowledge. I think your skill <laughs> in going by the colours of the teams yeah. was the perfect way of doing it. GWS with their orange. Very nice colour combo. the Gold Coast with their gold and yeah. red colour. Yeah. Um, for you was the perfect combination yeah. of a win. Excellent. Yep. Well, look, who yep. knows? Maybe I'll come back. No, I actually had a, I had a look at the at the actual numbers um, and it's looking pretty dire for me, I will say. But maybe I can just try. Who's second? Is it just Jared second from the bottom? Maybe I, I think can... you and Jared need to um, do something and get you, get yourselves organised. Yeah. And um, Jared needs to stop barracking for Collingwood okay. and, and look at what's going on. Yeah. Um, you need to perhaps mitigate your colour scheme by looking at the ladder to yeah. see who's doing what. I see. And maybe I need to stop bar- barracking and choosing from my heart yeah. and start thinking more logistically about okay. it. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe if all three of us <laughs> take on your advice, then we can see if this makes any difference. Um <laughs> And I think that would be a pretty good finish to the experiment. my main aim of the competition is to make sure I beat Dad. 
Okay. That is a must. Well, you are so As long so as far. I'm ahead of Dad, I'm for happy. Okay. Excellent. Um, <laughs> okay. Would you say he knows more about football than me? Uh, probably, okay. yes. All right. Probably, yes. <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, it's not hard, but, yeah, okay. That, yeah. I mean, it hurts a bit, but I get it. <laughs> um, is there anything else you wanted to mention about any of the games or anything, um, any hopes, dreams, anything else we haven't? We haven't spoken about. Um, no, but I do. Um, I do suggest that uh, Sarah goes on to the Geelong Football Club website and has a look at the women's team, uh-huh. so that she can see what the girls um, look like. Okay, and so she can get a good idea. Excellent. We actually had a number of girls from um, my, the school where I was teaching who were trying out for the Geelong mm. Football Club. And Bridget, your sister, sister. taught one of the girls in the Matildas. Mm. Yeah, she was one of the girls, one of the younger players who came on usually after half-time. Bridget had been one of Bridget's students, um, and so it was was kind of exciting to see her out there playing with the Matildas. Cool. All right, well, let's finish with this question, as we always do. Out of 10, Susan Kelly, oh. how likely is it that Geelong will be winning the premiership this year? Oh, Catherine, after Friday night, oh, I think I dropped back to a six. <gasps> You've gone backwards. Oh. I have gone backwards. It was such an appalling. You've been at a seven uh, for a while. It was seven for a while and I was hopeful that I could move to an eight. Mm-hmm. But after that um, exhibition on Friday night, I was so discouraged that it's gone back to a six. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's sad. It is. Um, Very sad. Any... I thought this was the year. Has the Olympics finished? Should I know yeah, that? Yeah, it finishes today. Oh, okay. Are you going to be watching the closing ceremony tonight? I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm just about Olympic Olympic out, Finally. to be honest. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've, I think I've done my bit. You have certainly done a lot, so <laughs> someone else can take the closing ceremony on as their, as their role to watch that. <laughs> what's for dinner? What's oh, what's for dinner? Yeah. Uh, we're having chicken. What about you? Um, Jared's making moussaka. Oh, I know. With lamb? Yeah, it's going to be delicious. Oh, we'll have to tell me how you go, how he makes it because I've I've never really made moussaka. He makes it for a long time. <laughs> Takes a while, so he's probably yes, going to start yes. in a couple of minutes. Yes, it and probably does. Yes. Yeah, we'll see what Slow time we're eating. the lamb and yeah. everything. It yeah. is delicious, though. It's a bit of an activity, mm. bit of a lockdown mm. fun-tivity. Well, that's that's good. Yeah. No, no, we've, I actually had a wonderful walk today. I walked to the Heighton Shopping Centre. That was my challenge for today in my two hours of exercise yeah. that Did we are allowed that? to do. And back? And uh, no, I didn't walk back because I was too exhausted. (laughs) (laughs) So I walked up that, you know, the hill that I have to walk up to get to the top and then down the other side and then walked to um, the shopping centre down in Heighton and I met Bridget and Eddie and we sat outside at a a correct distance and we had a cup of coffee and... Then I rang your father and said, please come and pick me up. I can't walk home. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it funny the things you do? I had a walk around the Carlton Cemetery with a friend today. <laughs> oh, that's a ni- nice idea. It's There's a nice lots walk, of actually. interesting things in this Carlton Cemetery. I think it's where Ned Kelly's buried. Is it? 
I think so. Yeah. Oh, I have to have a look for that one. There's certainly an Elvis grave, but I'm not quite sure that that's uh, legit. I don't think Elvis is buried there. <laughs> no. There's all sorts of interesting um, graves there, though, because yeah. uh, it was the Carlton one is the Melbourne Cemetery, you mean. Yeah. We'll have yeah. to have a walk around there. I think you would uh, lose it. Oh, interest. yeah. I'd like to one day. Yeah. That would be uh, kind of interesting to see. Excellent. The things you do during lockdown. <laughs> yeah, the things you Wandering do during lockdown with your two hours of exercise That's that we are right. allowed to leave the house and and uh, have our exercise, yes. Excellent. And lots of people were doing it today. It was actually <laughs> a bit crowded down at yeah. the it is, isn't it? <laughs> Nothing was open. I mean, except for the coffee places that you get takeaway. But um, it wasn't. Um, it certainly was was uh, not what you say a, um, a very lonely place. It was quite busy. <laughs> yeah, we can be. Busy Everybody was doing the right thing, though. The kids were all playing on the oval or on the playground. Um, there was not really any crowds. There was no people, you know, lurking around or anything like that. It was all very um, exercise driven. Excellent. Well, speaking of exercise driven, uh, mm. I'll talk to you next time about the next game. <laughs> yes, yes, we've got two more games to go, and we'll then we'll discuss. Okay. Well, all right. Have a good week. Go, footy fans! Keep on going. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Football with Susan. Uh, thank you to Susan and to everyone who contributed questions from the crowd. Uh, if you've got a question for Susan, please feel free to let me know. My guess is if you're listening, you've probably got a way to contact me. Uh, so please feel free. Bye.